0: what's happening team welcome to the type 1 movement podcast where i'm going to be sharing with you my tips tricks and stories to help you lead the healthiest life possible as a type 1 diabetic i'm your host type 1 tom just a quick disclaimer any advice that i give will not overpower your medical professional so please consult with them first if you're thinking of making any changes Yes, gang, what is happening? Welcome back to another episode of the Type 1 Movement Podcast. Hope you're having a fucking great day. I swore already. Anna, we've only been on a few seconds. Oh, fuck it, be Right, so in this episode today, I'm going to be giving you five actionable tips to help you increase your time in target range. Before we get into it, as always, please leave me a rating and a review on the podcast app. As it really does help me reach more type one diabetics and positively impact our community, which is my goal with this. At the end of the day, also, whatever device or platform you're listening to it on, you guys can do this on the live as well. Give it a screenshot. Share it to your Instagram stories and tag me at type one underscore Tom because I love it when you guys do that. Really do appreciate every single one of you that watch these lives and listen to these podcasts. So right, uh, I am kind of still buzzing from this morning. So this morning, it's Monday at the time of recording this, decided to bring in like a new sort of training with all my clients. And if you're my client listening to this and you was on, I hope you got value from it. And basically, it was a, a goal setting training that we're going to be doing once a week. And I'm not going to go into it too much. But I basically got really fucking vulnerable with my clients and told them that I've kept myself accountable to my clients now for this. and I'm going to keep myself accountable to you guys. And basically, one of my goals is to lose 10 kilograms at the moment. I'm feeling a little bit uncomfortable, feeling a little bit uncomfortable, um, and I want to lose 10 kilograms. And I was speaking to my clients about how I'm breaking this goal down, the process, and how they can implement and how I'm going to help them sort of do the same in terms of their goals. So this is me keeping myself accountable to you guys watching this live and listening to this podcast. Now, if you have me on socials and you see anything (laughs) that I look like I'm doing that isn't aligning with this goal of me losing 10 kilograms, I give you my permission to call me the fuck out. You can inbox me. You can say, Tom, yo. Remember you said you might be losing 10 kilograms. What the fuck are you doing that for? So I'm going to allow you guys to keep me and hold me accountable, right? So you've got my permission to reach out and say, Tom, Lord, i listen to your podcast, I'll watch your live. Do you remember what your goal was? And I will allow you to do that. So a little story there, but I'm still buzzing from that coaching call this morning. So if you're my clients listening to this, thank you. I love you all. I appreciate every single one of you as well. So much love to all my team. You're, doing, you're all doing fucking amazing as well. Right. Let's get into the meat and potatoes, the meat and spuds of this episode of what I want to talk to you guys about. So, five actionable tips to help you increase your time in target range. Right, we're going to dial it back. So, we know as type 1 diabetics, we have our HbA1c, which is an indication of how well we're controlling our diabetes, right? But I always say this, that's a three-month average. A lot can happen in fucking three months, team. A lot can happen in three months, and let's say someone's having a lot of high polls, well, you're going to have a low HbA1c, but that's going to be deemed as by some of these specialists, yes, timing range becoming more prominent, but someone that's got a really low HbA1c, people are like, oh, you've got great control. When realistically, and being honest, timing target range matters more than your A1c, because if you've got a really low HbA1c and you're having a crap ton of lows, that's no good. Same with like on the flip side, if you're having a lot of highs, do you know what I mean? It's also no good. So timing target range is what I believe to be like a true indication of how well we're managing our diabetes. Also, then not just looking at our A1C, which is a three-month average, looking at 30-day averages, 14-day, 7-day, day, daily. But today, I want to give you five actionable tips that are going to help you increase your timing target range. Now, I will say this, something that I aim for myself and that I get all my clients to aim for is 70% or above, minimum benchmark of 70%. If you're getting 70% time in target range each day, you're doing a fucking great job, and I'll be honest. And these tips, these five tips are going to help you achieve that, okay? These five tips are going to help you achieve that. If you're excited about these tips, gang, and you're watching this on the live, stick me a fire emoji in the comments. I want a fire emoji in the comments. So we're going to get straight into it. And the first one, dead, dead simple, but... What a lot of people can do at times is because it's really simple, they don't pay attention to it. They don't think it works. First one is make sure you're testing your blood glucose levels, whether you're finger-pricking or you've got a Libra or a CGM or you use a Medtronic sensor. I don't give a fuck. Make sure you're testing. This is the baseline. This is the basic stuff. If you're not testing your levels, you don't know your numbers, you don't know what action to implement, yeah? So make sure you're testing your blood glucose levels. That is the first actionable tip I can give you to helping you improve your control and spend more time in your target range. Make sure that you are testing your blood glucose levels, yeah? Key times, and I'm going to like to over-deliver to you guys, you know, on these episodes, on these lives. So the key times that I will be testing my blood glucose levels around are as soon as I wake up in the morning, yeah? As soon as I wake up in the morning, before I eat... After I eat, before I exercise, sometimes during if I'm feeling a little bit funky, don't know if I'm going, you know, high or low. If I'm feeling funny during exercise, I'll test then. Um, after I've finished exercise and before bed. Yeah, so I'll repeat those. The best time to test is when you wake up in the morning, before you eat, after you eat, before exercise, during if need be, and also after and before bed. They're the key times to be te- checking your glucose levels. Also, whenever you feel funny, whenever you feel funny, and another pro tip, if you are using a Libra, Dexcom, or any other sort of CGM, Medtronic, and you're feeling funny, and you're looking at these numbers on your CGM, or your FGM, and you're like, I'm not too convinced. Go and print your finger. That's always going to give you the best, best reading, the most accurate reading. So that's tip number one. Yeah, out of, out of these five tips. Test more. Make sure you're more aware of what's going on with your glucose levels. Tip number two. Tip number two to help you increase your time in target range is educate yourself on how certain foods impact your glucose levels. Look, it's becoming more, more known now, which is fucking great, that it's not just carbohydrates that will cause a spike in glucose levels. It's not just carbohydrates that will need a bolus of insulin, yeah? It's also protein because that can be converted into glucose in terms of like a process called gluconeogenesis. Yeah, so it's protein and also fats will as well, yeah? So educate yourself. Have a play around on eating different foods, certain meals, running tests. This is the best way that you can educate yourself on what different foods, how they're going to impact your blood glucose levels. Yeah. So like I say, that's tip number two. It may be a little bit messy at the start. You eat something you don't normally eat. You're running tests. But the idea of running these tests, like I say to all my clients, is so you get the knowledge, you get the data, you get the understanding, and you can then implement that for next time. And in long term, that's going to pay off massively. So second tip is educate yourself on how certain foods impact your blood glucose levels. The third tip, this is a fucking game changer. Well, this and the last tip, tip number five, is a game changer. If you don't take anything else from this episode and this live, please take this. Tip number three is pre-bolus. But what is this? I'm going to briefly run over it now, but rapid-acting insulin isn't rapid. It doesn't work straight away. So... What can tend to happen if we're eating and bolusing at the same time, the food's digested down, in fact it's not a high-fat, high-protein meal, but your basic sort of carb meal, food's digested down, gets released into the bloodstream, and the insulin isn't actually working yet. The insulin isn't actually working yet. So a pre-bolus is when you give your bolus prior to eating. Yeah, I like to start with myself and get all my clients to start at five minutes, assess the data and go from there, yeah? Sometimes with me, if it's breakfast, I'm really insulin resistant in the morning, so I've got to give like a 40 to 45 minute pre-bolus, yeah? So that is bolusing, waiting X amount of time to eat your meal to give the insulin the chance to catch up with the food being digested and broken down into glucose. This is gonna help you spend more time in your target range because you're not gonna be spiking out of range after meals and then plummeting back down into range. So tip number three to help you increase your time in target range is pre-bolus. Tip number four, tip number four is stay active. Now, activity comes in a few forms. This could be workouts. It could be running, cycling, swimming, canoeing, snowboarding, whatever the fuck that you enjoy doing. Yeah. Or it could be getting a walk-in. It could be getting a walk in. Stay active. I would always lean towards, yes, we've got to get workouts in the stuff that we enjoy. But walking, like walking team. Honestly, since I've got my little dog, Steve, I've always been big on walking because it gives me a nice mental release. Yeah. But since I've got my dog. I've increased my steps massively. I mean, I'm just looking at my step count for today. and I'm at 10K. It's like half six in the evening here. And I've already got another walk to take Steve on. So if you do struggle with walking, my advice, get a fucking dog. You guys watching this and listening to this on the podcast, if you've got a dog, I bet your steps are pretty high. Because that's like, you've got another life to look after to go on a walk with. So it's accountability, right? But back to the fucking point. Sorry, I strayed off there on dogs and shit. But back to the point. Tip number four, to help you increase your time in target range, spend more time there is stay active. Walking's a great one. Walking's an amazing one for this. And the reason I say that and increasing your activity level is because basically the best way to describe it is it's like a natural insulin. It's going to help your insulin work better. It's going to open the cells, make the cells more receptive in your body to insulin. Yeah? And that's going to help you be more insulin sensitive, spend more time in your target range. Another pro tip that I wanted to deliver to you guys as well is if you do struggle with spikes after meals... Going on a walk, if possible, if you're at work and you're rushed, it's obviously not possible, but where possible, going on a walk after you've eaten is a great, great way to really help stop that post-meal spike, yeah? And tip number five, the last one, a big one, is eating at the lower end of your range, right? Eating at the lower end of your range. I'm very big on this with myself and with my clients, yeah? So what this would be, this can be a little bit scary for some type 1s if you're worried about dropping low. And I totally understand that. I'm just sharing with you like my personal things about what helped me and my clients spend more time in range. But eating at a lower, your, a lower end of your range is going to do something absolutely like is really going to help you increase your time in range. Because I want you to understand this, team. When we eat and when non-type 1 diabetics eat, it's natural to get a rise in our blood glucose levels, Right. That's a natural part of the digestive process. So this is why I always say, don't aim for a fucking flat line. I can go off on tangents about this, See, something I'm fucking super passionate about. But let's say we are eating, and I'm going to use moles because what we work here in the UK. Let's say I'm eating when I'm at eight or nine moles, yeah? And then the natural digestion process is coming, even if a pre bolus right, I'm getting a small spike. Let's say I go to 12 or 13, and then I come back down. I've gone out of my target range there. I've gone out of my target range for a little bit. Thus, he's going to decrease the time I'm spending in it. But what if I was to wait till I was at about 5? And I'd only get a small rise to maybe 8 or 9, and then i come back, but I've stayed in my target range. So because I've waited to eat at the lower end of my target range, I know I'm going to get that spike. I'm accounting for that small spike, yeah? But I'm staying within my target range. Whereas if I was eating at the higher end of my range... Chances are, it's more than likely I'm going to come out of range and then come back in range. The way that I do this is down to pre-bolus timings, yeah? It's down to how long that I wait to, from, from my bolus until I'm eating, yeah? So, team, that is it. I'm going to co- quickly recap. These are the five tips to help you increase your time in target range. Tip number one is make sure you're more aware of your glucose levels. Thus, is only done by testing more. Tip number two, educate yourself on how certain foods impact your blood glucose levels not just carbs proteins and fats as well run some tests get used to that sort of shit tip number three big one pre-bolusing tip number four staying active working out getting walks in whatever you love to get your body moving tip number five is eating at the lower end of your range obviously there's a whole load more tips but these are like five sort of simple actionable tips that you can take that you can take to help you start to increase your time in target range. Team, if you got value from this episode, please leave me a rating and a review on the podcast app as it really does help me reach more time on diabetics and positively impact our community. And you know what? I will throw this in there. It always kind of, not worries me, but baffles me if, if someone says it baffles me a bit, oh, I didn't know how had to bolus for fats. I didn't know how to bolus for protein. I didn't know about pre-bolusing. So if you guys are like leaving me a rating and review sharing this episode it's gonna me and you are gonna help spread the sort of knowledge if you like that us type ones need yeah to help improve and manage our diabetes so you're not just doing me a favor you're doing the whole of the type one diabetic community a favor so team that is it i hope you got value from this episode thank you so so much for listening and until the next episode i hope you have a fucking great day peace